happening? Brian Jump, welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast, Holiday Edition, September 5th, Labor Day. Who's laboring on Labor Day? I am. Hopefully you are just a little bit. Just a little bit. Make a little bit of money. If you, unless you haven't been seeing your family, spending time with family. I took a vacation last weekend. I don't mind working a little bit this weekend. Things. It gives us time to just, you know, away from customers to just do extra projects like clean up or, you know, make things happen. Hold on one quick second. Anywho, how you been, man? Did you have a good holiday weekend? Get out, have a little barbecue, see some sports, watch the kids run around, kick a football, throw a baseball, flick a frisbee, flick a booger. You know I was going there with that, right? That was pretty predictable. Well, everything's good on my end. Thank you for asking. Money's been good. We had a great month last night. Uh, uh, last night. Yeah, we had one month and one night. We really condensed it down. We, we uh, almost broke a record in August. I mean, technically for, for some of our business, we did. It was pretty good. Just getting better, you know, that's, that's the idea. Can we get better and better and better? We have some, we have some chokeholds, we have some strangleholds, we have some roadblocks, if you will. Some rhinos in the road. But uh, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I've identified them. That's the first thing, right? What's your problem, Brian? Well, you know what? I figured it out. It's not just one. I have multiple. So identify the problem and then make it go away. Solve the problem. So, anywho, uh, this weekend myself, we uh, worked a little bit of Saturday. We were off the second half of Sunday, and I'll be off the second half of the day. I'm just going to put a halfer in, and then we'll come back to Skyrocket for our four-day week. Uh, had a barbecue, spent time with the family yesterday. Great. The wife cooked up some nice Mexican-style corn with cotija. And then we did, um, what else did we do? Well, we had burgers and hot dogs as well with that. Went in the pool for a little bit because, man, it was cooking. 100 degrees out here, 102, 103. That's pretty hot for SoCal. I was watching the Dodger game at game time. It was like 103. It's, it's up there. But this is the hottest time of the year for us. End of August, beginning of September has historically been hot. So, anyway, last week, I wish I had some reports for some sexy cars. We just didn't have anything sexy. I wish we did. Um, had a 4Runner, Mazda 3, ML350, Ram, BMW 5 Series. It's like, wah, 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 you know. People drive some boring cars, man, I'll tell you that. I mean, I know we all got to just get around, but... We all just got to get along. But, man, yeah, it's, I don't know. Nothing really spectacular last week. Not, I don't even remember any classics. I think we might have had one. Oh, yeah, I did. I had that uh, that Mercedes over at uh, Laguna Classics, that 280 SE or whatever it was. That was a nice car. Actually, it was kind of a piece of shit. But uh, beautiful car, beautiful lines. But, man, you get inside that car and immediately, like, oh, my God, this thing's going to, it did. It was falling apart in my hands. I rolled down one of the windows. It didn't roll up. Power motors, you know, just, yeah. I had, I don't know if you listen to the podcast a long time, but I had a S, early S-Class. The first year of the S-Class is a 280S. Um, 
and it was a 75 and it was a beautiful car my daughter loved it my wife loved it but what a piece of crap man just what a piece of crap i don't know how we got around in that thing the wife and i took it out i think maybe once or twice sold it and then the guy we sold it to is like oh man you want to buy it back i'm like oh i don't think so so anyway there's your lesson on classic Mercedes. If you're gonna go classic, go big or go home and just know it's gonna fall apart and you have to restore the entire thing. They seriously, I don't know what it is about Mercedes, man, but there's just certain weaknesses. But anyway, all right, so a couple a couple tech tips. We're gonna talk about uh, a certain kind of repair, kind of a sidebar to PDR, and then we're gonna talk about the 10, 10 ways, not the 10 ways, but 10 ways to ruin. Well, Brian, why would you teach people how to ruin a business? I thought you were here to help people. This is the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast, not PDR Failure Podcast. Yeah, but you know what? You learn from other people's failures. And I think if, and it just shows you how to, if the dangerous roads to the left shows you how to go right, kid, or go back, right? So I think there's lessons and failures. If you study the successes and the failures of, of our forefathers, you know, and the Napoleons of the world and the, George Washington's and all that. Yeah, I think uh, I think you'll gander a lot of a lot of knowledge. All right, so tech tip, not really PDR, but in the recon world, plastic welding. We do this for bumpers, but we also do it for parts. Case in point, zoom in. I want you to zoom in on this one. Lady drops off her five series. She needs her bumper painted, needs a dent taken out, and then there's a grill inset right in the lower corner of the bumper that they hit right near all the damage, and we need to replace the grill inset. Call up BMW, yeah, we got that part, it's $89.95. I'll ship it out, I'll have it for you tomorrow, bro. High five in the air, see you, brother. Part comes, but guess what? There's another part that goes to that part. Who would know? You know, they don't tell you, hey, did you need the other part? And I don't have the diagram here. I, I guess I could. Um, so the shortcoming's on me. And it's Friday, we've already got the car, we got the part, we can't get that part on Saturday. We call them up real quick. Maybe we'll go will call it. Oh, that part's from LA. It's going to take two days. All right. Cancel that. I don't want the, these people have already been bugging me a ton to get their car fixed. We over the top. I was out on vacation. I'm like, you know what? We got to make something happen here. So we repaired the plastic part, just like we repaired plastic bumpers. How did we do it? We plastic welded it. Brian, tell me about this plastic welding, will you? I will. Lean on in. So did you know... First of all, that you can weld plastic, just like welding metal. And second of all, there's basically six types of plastic. Now, there might be more, but within the car parts manufacturing world, there's roughly six. And if you have all six plastic stock rods, you know, plastic pieces of the plastic from all those different types of plastic, doesn't have to be a rod, it could just be chunks or whatever, then you have the stock to weld it in. Now, what a lot of guys do, they just start scraping or kind of using a a soldering iron or a welding iron, which is basically the same thing. It's just a soldering gun with a flat head on, if you will, like a little spoon. And you heat it up and you can just draw some of that material off the part over to the part that's cracked. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you're missing a piece, right? Which if you're missing a piece, screw it. But if it's just a crack, do what I did. So that's what I did. I got that, I figured out uh, which plastic it was. Oh. Brian, how do you know what kind of plastic it is? Does it, does it say, hey, I'm uh, LPE or whatever? No. It actually has a stamping on the inside, though. And usually next to a part number, it will tell you the type of plastic. Usually. If it doesn't, you got a one in six chance, which is not good odds, by the way. So you better kind of know what kind of plastic. There's soft. There's brittle. There's all different kinds of stuff in between. 
And if you've worked on bumpers, you know what I'm talking about. Because sometimes you'll heat up a bumper. Let's let's go with a Mercedes. And it'll act more like fiberglass than plastic. Yep, it's still plastic, but it's it's a, a certain type of plastic that does not really form with heat very well, does it? It wants to go right back into the position of the dent, which is not fun, by the way. Matter of fact, I wouldn't call it fun at all. i call it a shit show. So... If you ever have the uh, the nerve or the desire to weld plastic parts, whether it be a bumper or a molding or whatever, and you want to save it for the customer, yes, you can. And they're, and they're, guess guess where you can get these little kits? Yes. It's my secret stash website where nobody's heard of. Nobody's heard of this website. It's called, I'm going to spell it for you, Amazon. A-M-A-Z. Yeah, that one. Or even eBay. eBay also will probably sell plastic weld kits. How much are they going to combine? They're probably very expensive. Now they're about 20 bucks. So it kicks ass. It's a, it's a great way great way to uh, repair a customer. Let's say you're doing a quarter panel and the wheel arch molding's got a crack in it or it's just a little damaged. Well, if you wanted to, you could weld it, sand it down, texture spray it, and spray it for them. Make some money. How much money? Eh, 80 bucks. 80, 90, 100, 120. Actually, I bought a wheel arch molding the other day. It was 160 bucks. So, you know, there's a little bit of money on the on the vine there. I'm not saying, you know, it's PDR money. It's not the kind of money we make. But, and I'll tell you right now, guys, nothing is better than PDR money, right? It's just time and labor. Last week, I was working on a Silverado. Uh, one of my least favorite things to do is swap out a front bumper on a truck. And this was like a 15 or 14 you know, it's like 150 bolts. The thing has dirt from the prehistoric ages, Neolithic times. And so when you get underneath there, it's just a beautiful shower of wonderful mineral mud and dirt and just crap. You know, I mean, and that's in a good situation. What if there's dead rats up there? Or I hit a bird one time. Maybe there's a bird stuffed in there. You just never know. So, so do that. And bust your ass for three hours swapping on a bumper and all the pieces that go with it for 400 bucks, Or push a dent for an hour or less. You decide. I'll take the dent hands up and feet up in the air every time. Right? We are just so lucky what we do. All right. Anyway, enough of my rant. Back on track. Thank you for guiding me back here, Billy. All right. So, 10 ways. 10 ways to ruin your business. Just sink it. Just beat the shit out of it. Just go broke. All right, and you may not agree with all these things. You may say, hmm, I don't know about that one, Brian. That's okay, call me out. 949-302-3464, I dare you. I got a battery on my shoulder. I dare you to knock it off, Robert Conrad. Anybody know what I'm referencing? Probably not. Blah, blah, black sheep. Wild, wild west, anybody? Too far back for you? All right, moving on. 10 ways to ruin your business. 10 ways. Robert Conrad, I'm gonna go right back to that real quick. Great actor. About five foot six, but a badass. Probably got a lot of ass, speaking of ass. Died too young, but kind of macho little guy. And the original, you think, oh, Wild Wild West, Will Smith. No, no, the show. Much better. Artemis Gordon, the whole nine. Really good. Highly recommend it. Hey, you know what? Maybe some Labor Day uh, binge watching. Check it out. All right. Right back on track. So here we go. Ten ways to win your business. Number one, ignore the power of education. Man, it feels like, it feels like I've... Been hearing that somewhere from Brian recently on this wonderful SAI Million Dollar PDR podcast, broadcasting three days a week. You're right. I do. I preach education. 
I think you should take 20. I really think you take should take until you've hit your money money line. I think you should take as much money unless you have other obligations that you can possibly afford to spend and educate yourself. Identify the gaps. Educate, become an expert in whatever it is. You know what? I suck at advertising. Educate. I suck at branding. Educate. Customer service, I'm not very good. Educate. Administrative. Da-da-da-da. Bookkeeping. Whatever it is. Get on it. My website sucks. Don't educate yourself on that. Pay somebody. Sometimes it makes sense just to use vendors. Okay? Don't become a webmaster. Don't become a coder. Get somebody. Get, get a dev. All right? Don't don't you dare become a dev. It's not Unless you want to do that as a job, then fine. Go right ahead. But if you're a PDR tech and you have not hit the money line, you have not hit the, the holy grail of income, educate. I've said it many times before. I've said it again. Well, where do I go for education? You could go take courses or you could go to those in or near your niche that are already doing it and try to pay them the money. But man, they're going to probably charge me a lot of money. So what? It's worth it. If I could tell you you can make 50 to 100 grand a month, maybe more, are you? Are, is that where you're at right now? I would say 99.9% of the people listening to this podcast are not making over 50 grand a month. Some are. Some are doing hail. But then I'll make a caveat. I will also say that most people on this podcast are not sleeping in their own bed making over 50 grand a month. Net. Over half a million dollars a year. That's a pretty good living. 500 to a million, you, you can live pretty well in the United States now. I used to say 100 grand. I used to say 200 grand. I think 200 grand is just, just getting by, which is sad, isn't it? And I could break down the different tiers. The 100 grand, you're driving a Corolla, you know, living in an apartment, maybe sharing a room or whatever. 200 grand, you can raise a family in a cheap house. Everybody's driving crap cars or you're, you're doing a cheap lease. No vacation, maybe one vacation, no private school. Kids' college isn't going to get paid for. Blah, blah, blah. You see what I'm saying? See where I'm going? Yeah. You need to make money. It's just bottom line. And then retire young, have fun, travel, enjoy your family, spend time with the grandkids, have a very rich life. Live a, live a big life. Get more out of your life. You deserve it. Be happy. If you bore yourself, what is that telling yourself? Don't be bored. All right. Number two, treat customers poorly. And treating customers poorly could be real subtle, like not buffing out a panel after you're done with it, leaving suction cup marks, drilling without asking, doing the one dent they wanted you to do but ignoring the one right next to it or in the next panel, or just flat out being rude and arrogant. I mean, on and on and on. That is a bad way to run a business. Number three, do the job and only the job. Kind of goes back to number two in a way, doesn't it? That's treating a, a, a customer poorly. That, and that's also being boring. They have yellow headlights. They have a stank in their car. They have a scratch or a chip. Do it. Do it. I caught shit from a customer. I'm going to put it on Jake, even though I should have I should have QC'd it. Jake did a dent in a bedside, and it had a little scratch going through it. Light one. It could have been buffed out. Jake took, took the dent out, and a dent... The car took him a long time, so he was kind of beat up, which is zero excuse. Zero excuse for not doing the scratch right through the dent. I mean, it literally like di- dissected it. Like seventh grade science with the frog and the knife and the tray. And the cute girl across the classroom with a nice smile. Sidebar? Yeah. Yeah, a little off track, right? Yep, I do that. So do more than the job. Don't just do the job. 
Number four, stop prospecting. I would venture that a lot of you guys don't prospect throughout your week, every week, or at least one day. There's this thing called attrition. No, I didn't say nutrition. I said attrition. I didn't say contrition. I said attrition. You will lose business. It has nothing to do with you. It's not you, it's me. Ever hear that? You must prospect. You'll get better accounts. You'll get the accounts you want. you get the customers you want. Prospecting comes in many ways. It's face-to-face. It's advertising. You should always be seeking new customers. If Once again, it goes back to the money line. If you're not hitting those numbers you want to make, you need to make your family demands and requires that you make. Hey, you're the one that wants to have a family. That's a responsibility. Oh, you're single? You're the one that wants to have the lifestyle. How are you supposed to go take a girl out with 50 bucks in your wallet? It ain't happening. Back in the day, sure. Let's go have a nice steak dinner and a, and a couple pops. That'll be 38 bucks. That was grandpa's day, grandpa's year. Okay, not ours. You want to go out with a girl right now? It's over a hundo unless you go somewhere cheap. Uh, sweetheart, can we can we split can we split this meal and uh, you know we'll just we'll share it and then uh, no who wants to do that? Oh yeah, and what ride are you taking her to that nice steak dinner or whatever? The Corolla? Yeah, you're driving that Corolla again. And I say Corolla, and it's funny because if Jake Jake the Snake Nash is listening, he drives a Corolla, a newer one. But guess what? He's got a family and he's busting his ass. And eventually he'll probably his wife has a nice car. He's driving the small car and he's taking care of his family. Number one. Eventually he'll probably level up. He'll get a, a van, a work van or truck or something. But family first. We all got to, and, and Jake's mate, by the way, he's making kick ass money. He could probably afford to get the van, but right now he's probably doing better things with his money instead of putting it into a car. Respect. All right. You're prospecting. Moving on. Take on a partner. Is taking on a partner a good idea? Probably not. I don't think my brother listens to this podcast, so I can say it. He was never really my partner, but he did work for me, and I didn't take any money from him. I basically just paid him everything he made. But you know what? It it still got ugly. It still got ugly. Family and business is tough. Partners is tough. Quickest way to, to submerge a business is taking on a shitty partner. I, I'm not saying there's not good partners. There are. A good buddy of mine has a partner in his landscape business, and, and he's the best thing that ever happened to him. But it's... It's, you know, it's rare. It's like c- catching lightning in a bottle or a lightning bug in a jar. Catching it. Uh, uh, oh, here's a sidebar. Here we go. We had a Japanese beetle flying through the house the other day. You know, those green ones that make the bzzz. I don't know where you live if you have them. We have them. There's giant. I mean, they're about inch and a half big, two inches. And the trick is you freeze them for just a few minutes and then you take them out and they're kind of like, they go to sleep. And then you could tie a little thread on the leg and you could fly it. And then just cut the thread off and let them go. And then he has a good life, and he does what beetles do. They buzz around. But we forgot him in the fridge. So, I know. I felt kind of bad. Moment of silence for the Japanese beetle, please. All right, moving on. So, yeah, don't take a partner. Number six, don't scale. Don't scale. Just stay where you're at. Don't identify what's going to help your business grow. Meanwhile, Joe, Joe Blow Dance across the street or across town is scaling. And he's gonna, he or she's gonna use that money to go right past you and take your business. You don't think I, I know what I'm talking about? I knows. 30 years in the game, guys. I'm on my 30th year. 30th. Happy anniversary to me. Blow out a candle. Here we go. Scale. It's important. Number seven. Don't plan for an exit. What do you mean an exit? Exit doors are everywhere. I'm talking about selling your business. 
Yeah. Your business should have value. If you think about how to organize it, instead of waiting till the end and go, oh, you know what? I can't sell my business, dot, dot, dot. Then what do you got? But all along the ways, if you're actually prepping and grooming your business to be sold, it will sell for a much higher multiple. Plan for an exit. We have all got to exit sooner or later. Hopefully you get the opportunity to exit. And don't exit before your business is done, if you know what I mean, a.k.a. muerta. Number eight, ignore the power of referrals. Guys, I'll tell you right now, I am shocked how many referrals we're getting. There's been days it's 50, 60%, 75%. It was 30%, and then it's been hovering around 40. We're probably just glitching over 42 to 45. The power of referrals. They're free. If you do all the stuff earlier on this list, you'll get referrals. How do you get referrals, Brian? I mean, I had, t- I had two tips this, this week, over 100 bucks. Over That BMW we welded the plastic, $108 tip. God loved uh, Pam. Pam was her name. God love her. I love those customers. $900 bumper repair and grill and dent. And oh, by the way, here's a $100 tip. Fuck me. The power of referrals, guys. Number nine, be the cheap guy. Jesus, Louises. There's so many reasons not to be the cheap guy. Number one, you're going to get your ass kicked by the big guys. You'll never, you can still be a small guy, but still charge big money. You don't have to be, being the cheap guy is so, so stupid in so many ways. You'll find the shitty customers. They're going to question your work. They're going to be picky, just like the expensive people. And you're not going to make as much money. Why are you in business? Because you love PDR? Okay, great. Great. You're retired. You already got a ton of cash. You do this because it's fun and it keeps you young. I get it. Who cares if you're the cheap guy then? But even then, I wouldn't want to be the cheap guy. Don't be cheap. And number 10, this is gratuitous. I know, I'm sorry. I'm apologizing in advance. I hope you forgive me. Number 10 is don't listen to this podcast. That's right. You want to ruin your business? Don't listen to the podcast. Is there people out there that are successful not listening to this podcast? Not that I've ever met. Kidding. Of course there are. But I think we cover a lot of good stuff. And the antithesis... The uh, oxymoron, the opposite to this is you will have a better business if you listen to the podcast and you take action and do a lot of the things that we talk about. Because what's this podcast about? Making more money, having a better business. Having a better business than HBB or a HAB, if you want to throw the A in there. Do you HAB? Do you have a better business? Of course you do. And you'll continue to have a better business because you're smart. You listen to this podcast. Amazing. Pat yourself on the back. Congratulations. Put a little gold, t- rip the gold star off your kid's uh, little project. Put it on your forehead because you deserve that gold star. So do I. I remember those gold stars they give out when kids did good on a did good on a project or report, whatever. Instead of giving them an A, they just put a gold star on it. Everybody wanted that gold star. Uh, the days. Do you ever eat glue when you're in kindergarten? Let's circle back to that later. All right, so that's it. That's it for the holiday edition of the Million Dollar PDR Podcast from SAI and Brian Jump. Hope you got something good out of this. Plastic welding, how to ruin a business, aka how to make a better business. And hopefully you're just having fun today. Hope you're listening to this out by the pool, out by the beach, out by the river, whatever it is. Chilling with the kids. Kids are out in the cul-de-sac riding their bikes skateboards make sure your little 
Billy has a helmet on. Billy, Bobby, Sarah, Sally. All those names that are really in fashion right now. Anyway, I appreciate you, man. Have yourself a great one. We'll catch you this Wednesday. Enjoy yourself. Short week, so we got to get after it. And I'll catch you on the million dollar, the SAI, million dollar PDR podcast. Bye-bye for now.